Okay, we're going to get into the scriptures today. Pastor Bill's going to come and preach to us, excited to hear the word that he has on his heart for us. And we're going to be in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verses 12 through 14. This is the ESV, the English Standard Version, if you, if you have that on your app. Um, and this is what it says in, ch in uh, chapter 29, verses 12 through 14. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. This is God's word. Thank you, Pastor. What a great day in Life Church. This is awesome. Um, we're going to talk, as David referenced earlier, uh, how to encounter God. Um, and uh, this is a, a great passage that David read to you from Jeremiah. Uh, the context is that uh, Israel uh, is, has, has been like sent away. Like they've been, they've been moved away from everything that's comfortable and, and uh, good for them. Um, and so they're in this place uh, of hardship. Um, and yet God speaks to them in that place and promises them that he will bring them back. Uh, and it's an, it's an important word because it helps us to see God's heart here uh, in that God desires very much to know us and, and very much to have us encounter him. And encountering God should be a basic desire of all of us. We should want and desire, and I think most of us do, uh, want to encounter God. Um, yet, finding God on a regular basis can be incredibly challenging, even frustrating for a lot of us. As a matter of fact, over the years of people coming into our office, David and I both have found uh, that one of the biggest confessions that people make is that they struggle with knowing and experiencing the presence of God. They have difficulty being able to experience a, some type of encounter with God. And so I want to just talk to you about that this morning. We've already talked to you about uh, the need for repenting in our lives and getting on the right path with God. But on that path, we need to be able to experience Him. We need to be able to have these ongoing encounters with God that sustain us and encourage us and strengthen us and help us and even heal us. Uh, Pastor Dave started our time in the Psalms a, a few Sundays back uh, in Psalm 42. And there, the psalmist David uh, made a, a, a really, like, I think, passionate uh, kind of uh, confession. He said, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. He goes on to say, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And then he asked this question, when can I go and meet with God? I think this is a powerful, powerful verse of scripture. It's, it's a powerful analogy uh, that just affirms to us that we're created to be in community with God. Our Heavenly Father has designed us to desire Him, to, to want Him, to experience Him. And so that begs a question from a lot of us at times. Why does He seem so hard to find? Or what is the purpose behind this silence that I'm experiencing? And I want to tell you that sometimes the silence of God is designed to draw us deeper into relationship with Him. And sometimes His silence serves as a way to shape our character or even to prepare us from, 
for, for some new season of serving him. But most of the time, good brothers and sisters, the silence of God uh, is entirely avoidable. We don't have to experience this silence. Sometimes uh, we need to understand that when, when we feel God's silent, that doesn't indicate that God is up in heaven playing hide and seek with us or only grudgingly coming at certain times to, to meet with us when we sort of do something that, that forces him to show himself in some way. That is not our God. That is not the way he operates, all right? God declared this promise to the Jews in exile, and that was, I will be found by you. God wants to meet with us, and God wants to encounter us, and I believe God wants to do this even on a daily basis. If we don't encounter God on a regular basis, it's not because God is hiding from us. It's often because we might be looking in the wrong places, or we may not be looking at all. And because this is such an important issue for us as God's people, I want you to allow me this morning to show you from the scriptures that, that God doesn't remain silent, and the scriptures don't remain silent on this matter of encountering God. All right? Now, we can look at the, at the scriptures here this morning, and I think you'll be able to discover some guaranteed places of encounter, all right? These are places where we can meet God, we can hear his voice, and we can walk away changed. And here's the thing, friends. You don't have to have a Jacob experience, all right? It doesn't have to be some big uh, mystical kind of event. You can encounter God day by day in the very practical places of your life. For many years, what I'm talking about to you today and what I'm going to describe, it's been called the spiritual disciplines, all right? But disciplines have... Okay. This is good. Can you hear me? Is that way better? Doggone it. I wanted to do this from the beginning. <laughs> okay, let's keep keep going here. <laughs> it's hard to preach when somebody's in your back pocket, all right? I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> I'll, I'll just hold it. I'll just go with this. It's good. Okay. All right. The idea of discipline, so when we use that word today, it often has a negative connotation to it, all right? But spiritual disciplines aren't something that you have to do, all right? I want you to understand that a spiritual discipline is something that you get to do because you want to encounter the living God. And I want to give you now a few guaranteed places where you can find God, all right? So let's just go through some of these this morning quick here, all right? I have just a few minutes to get through some of this stuff. Encounters with God come as we engage God through his word. When we make it a habit or a discipline, to get into God's word on a regular basis, we'll find God. God is in his word. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Scripture isn't the only place to meet God, but it is a guaranteed place to encounter God because scripture is God's written revelation about himself to humanity. If you're looking for a place to start reading, 
just starting the book of John in the New Testament. Dana and I preached out of John to you for uh, an entire series earlier on in the year, all right? And, and, and I want you to understand that this is, this is John's eyewitness account of the life and the ministry of Jesus. So if you can get into John or even one of the other Gospels and you begin to read, you get some amazing revelation. John actually starts his Gospel with these words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then hear what he says next. He was in the beginning with God. God's Word is our revelation of Jesus Christ. And if you want to really booster rocket this encounter with the Word of God, that booster for you would be memorization. Don't just stop reading the Bible. Take a verse, think about it, contemplate it, all right? Think about it again and again throughout the day. And then memorize passages of Scripture because memory will help you to change the way you think and the way you perceive the world around you. And it will give you the ability to have closer and more intimate encounters with God. And then we encounter God when we come to Him and engage Him through prayer. When you read about the life of Jesus, you'll notice that Jesus often spent time praying. So much so that the disciples who wrote the Gospels made note of it. In Luke chapter 5, verse 16, there's one such example. It says, Jesus often withdrew to a lonely place and prayed. Jesus spent time in prayer because he was spending time with his heavenly Father. And when we pray, we encounter God because prayer is a dialogue between us and God. Prayer needs to be that kind of a relationship, and it needs to be authentic. Jesus taught in Matthew 6 that, that prayer done the wrong way or, or prayer done with the wrong motives can be counterproductive. So prayer needs to be authentic, just like an ongoing conversation between husbands and wives or between best friends. It's, it's, it's authentic, it's informal, it's free-flowing. And if you really want to boost your prayer, all right, if you want something that will really make it explode in your life, that's fasting which Jesus also taught us about in Matthew 6. And when you fast, you intentionally deprive your body of food and you're heightening your awareness of your need for God and hopefully your understanding that God has made provision for your life and he makes opportunity for you to encounter him as you are fasting and as you are praying. Encounters with God come when we engage him through community. And when I say community, I mean intentional community. When the Apostle Paul taught the early church about how to know God, he used this very striking image of the church as the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27, Paul says to the church there, Now you are the body of Christ and individual members in it. So you see, knowing God and following Jesus was never meant to be a solo mission where you're just out on your own. There's no hot dogs of performance inside of the body of Christ, all right? If you're disengaged in the local church and you're disengaged with people inside of that community, you're missing out on much more than just human relationships and friendships. You're actually missing out on a powerful presence of God. Jesus said in Matthew 18, 20, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am. I am with them. I am in the midst of them, all right? 
So when you and I are intentional to lean into community and make community a powerful part of our lives, and we engage inside of the local church, you'll find God right there. That's what Olivia did. As people got around her, as people supported her, as people cared about her, Olivia experienced a greater dimension of the presence of God in her life that was absolutely essential for the kind of battles and struggles that she was going through. If you want to booster that particular aspect or, or dimension of, of engaging God, uh, intentional community, you can do that when you will begin to discover and leverage your spiritual gifts and use them for the kingdom of God. All right? In, in, in verse 4 of 1 Corinthians 12 there where Paul was writing to, to the church, he says, There are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are a variety of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. And then he goes on to say, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Do you hear what he's saying there? He's saying gifts, service, activities. God empowers them all. My friend, standing around and just waiting to encounter God doesn't work very well. We don't get there by just hanging out or just standing around. As we use our gifts, as we serve others, as we join in the activities of the church and the kingdom, we encounter God. It's very practical, but it's very real, and it's very powerful. And when you begin to discover your spiritual gifts, and you begin to leverage them in your life and your relationships, you are manifesting the presence of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the presence of God in your life. Encounters with God come as we engage Him through worship. And I want to say that that worship is heartfelt. In John chapter 4, verses 23 and 24, Jesus has a fascinating conversation with a woman about a guaranteed place where we can encounter God. He says it this way, The hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Listen to this. For the Father is seeking that's active right now the father is seeking such people to worship him god is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth did you catch that we can always encounter god through worship because god is actively seeking out those who will worship him God actively was seeking this morning people who would gather and worship Him. And God is here because we have gathered. God is here because we are worshiping and praising Him. And honestly, if you want to booster that particular aspect of an encounter, you do that when you develop a heart of gratitude and a heart of thankfulness. God doesn't want us to just worship Him out of a forced obligation or a ritual with no joy in it. God loves when we are cheerful in our worship and, 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 and we give everything we have to our worship. And I love Life Church because we're not performance oriented. We're not trying to, to create some kind of event here when we worship. We're bringing one another into the presence of God and we're worship him, worshiping Him in truth and in spirit. Encounters with God come as we engage Him through obedience. And I would say to you that that's a joyful obedience. Many people don't think of this as even being a discipline that we have, but it is. It's an opportunity for us 
to discipline our lives and say no to the things that tempt us and to say yes to God and to be obedient so that, that in that obedience we find a powerful place to meet God. Jesus himself makes a promise to us in John 14, verses 21 and 23. He says, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I too will love them and show myself to them. Anyone who loves me will obey me and obey my teachings. My Father will love them. And we will come to them, Father and Son, we will come to them and make our home with them. Do you get that? As we are obedient to God, He dwells among us and in us, all right? And so we need to do what the Word of God says. It's very simple. We need to obey. God is waiting, my friends, to meet you in a life of obedience. And if you want to want to really booster that, that sense of obedience as a way of engaging God, do that by developing humility in your life, all right? We got to be careful that we make sure that we're not prideful about how we obey God. We, we got to never feel like that, that God owes us something simply because of what we did or what we didn't do, all right? God needs us in our obedience, but it's in the humility of our approach in obedience that we find the presence of God. God encounters us when we engage him. And this is the last one, and we'll be done. When we, when we engage him through disciple-making. When Jesus was about to leave this earth and go back to the Father, he gave his disciples one final command found in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. He said, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And listen to what he says next. And surely I am present tense with you always to the very end of the age. As the disciples went and made other disciples of Jesus, Jesus promised he would be with them. He would come into that dynamic with them, all right? If you want a surefire place to find God and to encounter God, God will always be about his mission of calling disciples from every tribe, every people, every na nation, every language. God is there in that. That is why that is the mission of Life Church. We'll have no other mission. That mission will never change in Life Church because that is the heart of the Father. That is his mission. And we get, when we get on mission with him and we fulfill that mission, he is with us. He is faithful as he promised to be with us, and that's where we encounter him. David gives a charge to his son Solomon. As Solomon is about to step up into the throne, David speaks to him in front of all of the congregation of the people. And let's listen to the words of David to his son Solomon. He says in, second, uh, in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, And you, Solomon, my son, Know the God of your fathers and serve him with a whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands every plan and every thought. Listen to this. Solomon, if you will seek him, he will be found by you. 
this is a common thread through both the Old and New Testament, all right? And here's the good news for you and I today, all right? We don't have to be confused about where to find God when we are intentional to practice these very practical engagements that I've just given to you. When we engage in the Word and the authenticity of prayer, we'll encounter God. When we don't we don't have to expect that Jacob experience. It's a great thing. And if it happens for you, hallelujah. But for most of us, we don't find that to be the way we encounter God. But there are these very practical ways to do it. And let's start right there. When we are intentional to be in community and to worship with our hearts, we'll meet God. When we are, are joyful to obey and when we are making disciples, we'll discover that God is right there with us and we'll never be the same. We will be changed by these very wonderful, ordinary, yet extraordinary encounters that we will have to God. So let's start today. Let's begin to, to recognize and enter into these engagements with God. But let's do so right now, all of us together. Let's do so by coming to the Lord's table. We're going to sing a song, and then after that, then Pastor Dave's going to come up, and he's going to explain to you how we encounter the Lord at the table, and then we're going to join together. All right, it's going to be a great moment here as we close out the service today. So let's stand and let me pray for you, and the praise team is going to come and lead us in a song. Father, we love you so much. We're so grateful for you, God. We're so grateful that your intent is that we find you. We're so grateful that you position yourself in so many ways for us to encounter you. Help us, God, that we will do that, that we will be in your word and we will pray. We pray, God, that we will be obedient, Father. We pray, God, that we will desire community and that we will be intentional in our discipleship. We pray, God, that all of these things will give way to knowing you in deeper and more profound ways. God, we want to know you. And so today we commit our hearts in the name of Jesus to seeking you, to searching you with all of our hearts, God, that we may find you. Thank you, God, for what you are doing. Prepare our hearts now that we may come to you and encounter you at your table and experience your love and your blessing. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.